After investing billions to light up our network, T-Mobile is America's largest 5G network. Plus, right now, you can switch, keep your phone, and we'll pay it off up to $800. See how you can save on every plan versus Verizon and AT&T at T-Mobile.com slash across America. Up to four lines via virtual prepaid card. Allowed 15 days. Qualifying unlocked device credit service ported 90 plus days with device and eligible carrier and timely redemption required. Card has no cash access and expires in six months. While you were sleeping, we started the show talking about the excitement, the brilliance of Steve Cohen. Oh, what a great day it is to be a Mets fan. What a great time it is to be a Mets fan. Steve Cohen and the Mets bring back Brandon Nimmo. It's not just about Nimmo. I mean, look, truth be told, I don't love Nimmo as a player, but he's a good fit for the Mets. He was good atop their order. That top four in their lineup was very consistent, very productive throughout they could not afford to lose Brandon Nimmo because there was nobody to replace him. That is why a lot of teams were after Brandon Nimmo this offseason. That's why the price went up. And Nimmo got eight years, 162. Now, you look at the length of the deal. You know, everybody was expecting five or six. Well, it went to eight, so the AAV could go down. The Mets would have preferred that, obviously, than having a higher AAV. So I don't even get caught up in the length of the contract, the total dollar amount, 162, is far greater than I thought Nimmo deserves, honestly. I mean, maybe 105, and even then, it's like, oh my God, Brandon Nimmo, 105 million bucks. But at the market, what it is right now, with no center fielders, and Nimmo's not a great center fielder, but he did play a decent center field last year, you know, and because of his offense, because of his character, high character, and great attitude, Steve Cohen of the Mets wanted Brandon Nimmo, and they overpaid to keep him. And it sends the message that the Mets will not lose out on a player that they want because of finances. They clearly didn't want DeGrom back at the money that he was going to get or that he did end up getting. Now, look, DeGrom didn't want to be here to begin with, but it's not like the Mets lost him because he went somewhere else for more more money. That's not going to happen for the Mets on a player that they want. The only way they will lose a player is if, A, they don't want the player, or, B, the player doesn't want to come play for them. But if the player wants the most money and the Mets want him, it's going to happen. And it's a good sign that the Mets got Nimmo back and that it didn't prevent them from making other moves, like signing David Robertson to a one-year $10 million deal to shore up the back end of that bullpen. With Rayleigh now and Robertson and Diaz, the Mets have three good arms at the back end of their bullpen. Their bullpen is better than it was a year ago. Their lineup is not similar to the way Aaron Judge, like the Yankees had to bring Judge back. Okay, but does it make him better? No, they needed to bring him back just to stay the same. Same with the Mets and Nimmo. Doesn't make him better, but they needed to bring him back just to stay the same. Now they got to upgrade. And upgrade they will. Whether it's Kodai Senga, who they are still fully in on, whether it's another bat, some bullpen arms, they will. Steve Cohen is all in. And all in with an eye on Shohei Otani whenever he may become available. Talked a little bit of hot stuff with the Yankees as well. They need to get Carlos Rodon and Andrew Benintendi. Maybe that Benintendi market now starts to open up 
with the signing of Brandon Nimmo. Also mentioned, of course, you heard the perfect parlay picks. And if you didn't, if you're just joining us, like literally uh, waking up while you were sleeping, we did a perfect parlay pick segment. You can check that out on the free Odyssey app. And we mentioned the Jets and their game in Buffalo. Look, it's a big game for them trying to sweep the season series with the Bills. You know, Jets are going to have to win these games here. I know it's not easy. But you want to be taken seriously? Want to make the postseason the AFC? They may have to win a game or two that they're not expected to win on paper. This will be a tough one. But they had the Bills number last time. Can they do it again? And shock the world. Speaking of shock the world, can the Giants beat the Eagles at home? Eagles who've been beating everybody. 11-1. and Look at Nick Sirianni. Jalen Hurts been nearly unstoppable. We know the Giants on paper cannot match. Well, probably not on the field either. They can't match the high-octane offense of the Eagles, but that doesn't mean they can't beat them. Run Saquon, run Daniel Jones, keep away from Jalen Hurts. That's got to be the recipe. Keep the game close, hope Philadelphia makes a mistake. And the Giants need a win. I mean, they haven't been the same team. They've been playing poorly for the last, what, five, six weeks, whatever it's been with the Giants. they got to get a win here. Make up for that tie last week and for the way they've been playing for a while now. Anyway, whatever's on your mind now, 877-337-6666. We'll take your call the rest of the way. Jimmy in Jersey City, I know has been holding a while. Jimmy, we appreciate it. What's on your mind this morning? It's all good, sir. I'm heading up to New Hampshire. I'm enjoying your conversation with your people. Thank you. Appreciate uh, that. I think both New York teams will go down by 20 points. They'll lose both games. But anyway... <laughs> Now, That's you know, your perfect parlay. Bills and the That's Eagles. Not, there you go. Bills and the Eagles. My Dolphins are safe at night time. You know what, Jimmy? Yeah. I'm going to put that on record. I'm putting you down on record in for the perfect parlay. You have a chance to get 20 points on the board. You could pass Marco Fleegs, uh, McKeon, or Emmanuel potentially if you hit this perfect parlay. You got the Bills minus, what is it, 11? And you got the Eagles minus 6.5, I think. All right, you're on record for that, Jimmy. We appreciate it. Yeah, thank you, buddy. Yeah. Hey, the Yankees are looking at the uh, little newswire thing I got on my Yankee thing. Uh, look at the guy. The twins are making a kid uh, second base in areas available for a trade. The and guy what? won the band title. Yeah, but who do you want? I mean, who are you giving up to get him? Uh, I guess uh, they didn't say anything on the Yankees. I'm sure they'll give up Torres and whoever else. Yeah, but they're not going to want to play for Torres. Aaron Hicks. Yeah, they, well, they don't, they're not going to. Come on, for Jimmy, get real, will you? That's what not what that? they want. How about Peraza or Volpe? <laughs> I, was, I tried to get rid of Hicks, Al. Yeah, <laughs> I know. I'll get, I'll get them down and him and LeMayu, both of them. Not working. Hey, no chance. Hey, hey question. You know, I, I, I want to see your Mets do good, but I, I, I don't see them. I don't think they improved anything yet, Sal. I see them as a third-place team right now still. Unless you look at that guy Senga, you get Because right now, Philly and Atlanta, they're hitting is way above, I think, the Mets hitting. And I think you guys need a few more moves. Uh, I can you- see I can see why you would say that, Jimmy. I understand, and thank you for the call. As always, appreciate it. I was just writing down your parlay. Bills minus 10 and Eagles minus 7, according to the Superbook odds. Of course, Superbook Sports is where we get all the, the odds for the perfect parlays. Yes, you're right. The Mets have not upgraded their lineup by bringing back Brandon Nimmo, but they kept it intact. And a lot of teams can't say the same in free agency from year to year. The Mets kept their top four intact. They did upgrade their bullpen significantly with Robertson and with Raley. And their starting rotation, it'll be better, but at the very least, it's the same. Now, if they get Kodai Senga, then it could be potentially better. It's different, 
and you hope that it's healthier and more productive. But it's not a great upgrade when you lose DeGrom and Bassett and Walker and replace them with Verlander, Kodai Singa, hopefully, and Jose Quintana. I mean, that's going to be the goal. So it's, you know, look, Verlander's going to make more than 11 starts. I mean, I'd bet anything on that. But you're right. They need to get to another level, and they know that. I mean, it's only December. What the hell day is it? Ninth. I would have guessed the 10th. I would have been off. It's only December 9th. There's a whole offseason to go, months away from spring training. And that is also something the Mets could upgrade in season at the trade deadline. And remember, they're upgrading, they're spending, they're doing all this with their eye on Shohei Otani. Hector is calling from Washington Heights. Hector, are you with us? I'm here. I'm here. Who, did you fall asleep on us? Listen, man, I tell tell you, I'm trying to not work as late, get it a little, you know, maybe or whatever. And because it's you, I'm trying to hang out here. Hanging, I'm hanging by a thread, and I just couldn't anymore. All right, well, I, well, I appreciate the effort anyway. And, and I, and hey, I up, but I had. And let me just say, Hector, anything you might have missed while you fell asleep, you can check out on the Free Odyssey app. Yeah, I, I don't think I missed much with the whole thing. Yeah. I, I pass on that. Um, no, 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 whatever. No, no, no disrespect. <laughs> um, I'd like to say a couple of things here, if I may. One thing that's long overdue, Sal, I'm going to do it because, again, because it's you. Oh, um, but not that uh, my feelings have changed too much on this guy, but I got to give your boy Martino credit because he was a little bit more on things than, than I I, uh, I wanted to uh, give him credit for. So I will admit he was uh, he was on it with the whole big ground stuff and, and, a little, and a couple of other things. So I will give him credit for that. Yeah, and you don't look. You don't have to like him, but I just—I mean, you would be doing yourself a disservice if you don't actually listen to what he's saying. And by the way, I don't know if you caught it last night, but we did another breaking news show with the Nimmo News, of course, and David Robertson. And on that show, Andy talked about the Mets being interested in Shohei Otani. So, I mean, look, it's—I don't know if Otani to the Mets is going to happen. I have no idea what Otani's thinking. I know this: the Mets are going to do whatever it takes to get Shohei Otani. Can I be honest, Sal? No, don't say right you don't now. want Otani. What are you, out of your mind? No, 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 no. I just don't want to hear that crap right now. I, I cannot think about 2024 right now. I cannot, no, well, I they can trade from this year, potentially. That's the, you know. Yeah, if, they, if they're going to do that, if they're going to do that, that's a different story. Right. But I, I just can't hear the all the looking to get Otani in the offseason. Fair and, enough. And I get it. I get agent. it. Like, I just don't have time for that. I was concerned with what they were doing this offseason. And I got to admit that I was getting frustrated. And I know there was time left. But, you know, you see these other teams making moves, and you get anxious. And then I know you and I have gone back and forth a lot on it. I want to nimble back. I really want to nimble back. And it was starting to look like he wasn't coming back. I'm not going to get into the money. I don't care about the money. I was told many of the times that we now have this billionaire owner that money wasn't going to be an issue. Is it outrageous? Heck yeah, but all these contracts are already. It's not. It's not all an issue. I, I think you nailed it. And by the way, for the record, I don't love Nemo as a player. However, I do think it's important to bring him back as long as it didn't prevent them 
from making other moves to upgrade. That was my whole caveat the entire time. It was never, oh, I don't want Nimmo back. It was, yeah, I want him back if it's going to be a deal that is not going to prevent them from going out and getting other players. And it's not. Even though they overpaid, it's not preventing them. Yeah, no, no, and I and I agree with you on that. But I, I thought it was important just to, you know, we talked about um, optics and all, and all of this stuff. Just for the whole thing, with the, just on the heels of the, the ground situation. And if I may touch on that briefly, I know, you know I don't want to take up too much time. Yeah. But just on the heels of the whole ground situation and, and the nightmare that that has been just PR-wise and, and with the fans and stuff. And not because cause every, most fans... I guess we're not okay with it, but understood what happened with the ground, but still upset like myself. Um, because, listen, again, <laughs> I've been called the ground hater, even by you. <laughs> um, and it's not that I hated the ground. The reason why I am where I was with the ground is because I like, I love the guy so much, right? But it gradually became upsetting. Um, just, and this was his fault, the first um, thing, but one thing that, I used to say all the time, whenever somebody said, oh, the drama's is pitching, you guys are good, oh, that's, that's a win. I used to get upset, like, no. Do you watch what happens when we when he pitches? We mostly lose. You know, so I guess that had me already, like, sour on the ground, and then the whole him opting out and all of that stuff, and, and me feeling like he didn't want to pitch to maybe pain and the whole big diagnosis and numbers, diagnosis of the injuries, all of that stuff had me at a point where it was like, you know what? Whatever. But I still wanted the guys back. And I felt like the Mets did mishandle this a little bit. You know, I'm not going to go as far as saying that they totally disrespected him and he was right to leave for that. Because I think he was also culpable. Yeah, but I looked at this. They, they yeah. didn't, they didn't, Hector, and thank you for the call. I want to move on just to get other people in here. I know people have been waiting a while. I appreciate you taking the time to, to check in as usual. They didn't mishandle the DeGrom situation. You can say that the Mets showed that they didn't really want DeGrom back. I mean, I think in a perfect world, the Mets would have wanted DeGrom back, but they also would have wanted him to be a better competitor last year, be a better teammate last year. They didn't mishandle it. They knew exactly what he was. A guy who didn't pitch very often for him. A guy who was not very happy. A guy who was not... Being a part of the team, a guy who was reluctant to pitch and push himself, a guy who clearly wasn't happy here for whatever reason. So to say the Mets mishandled it, now you want to talk about Sandy uh, Alderson, that to me might have been mishandling it, where he, you know, talked about DeGrom having the tear in the elbow, whatever. That's sure. That, yes. He misspoke and it was bad. Of him to say that, and I'm sure DeGrom wasn't happy with that. But I think there were deeper issues here. And I'm not blaming the Mets at all on losing Jacob DeGrom because Steve Cohen has proven that if he wants a player, he's going to get him. Whether it's Max Scherzer, whether it's Lindor, whether it's bringing Edwin Diaz back, whether it's Verlander, whether it's Nimmo. I mean, think about it. And how nice Cohen... Both Steve and Alex going, their reputation for the way that they treat players and take care of players. DeGrom didn't want to be a part of that for whatever reason. So enjoy Texas. 
The Mets are on a bigger and better. It sucks. I get it. It hurts. I don't think DeGrom cares one bit. Bobby is calling from the Bronx. What's up, Bobby? Hey, Sal. Thanks for taking the call. It's always a pleasure. Thanks you know, for making you're, you're a hard guy to get through. Wow. <laughs> the ratings really must be through the roof. Well, there are no ratings on the overnight, but I pretend that they are. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Uh, you know, uh, I like the two moves that we uh, that Epler made with the uh, the, le- the lefty specialist and uh, and getting Robinson. But you know, I always like Seth Lugo, and I'm wondering, Sal, maybe you could help me out. Why aren't they uh, Why aren't they uh, negotiating with him? With Lugo? Yeah, I just don't think that they. I feel like they think it's time to move on. I mean, it could be a an organizational thing where Epler and his staff don't like what Lugo brings to the table. Maybe Buck is not a fan of Lugo necessarily. I know Buck talked about Ottavino. I wouldn't be surprised if the Mets brought him back in addition to David Robertson, but I'm not sure. I, I you know, That's something I needed to ask Andy, and I didn't have a chance to ask him a question, but I'd be curious to see if the Mets are still in on Ottavino or not. But yeah, I just don't think... Now, I like Lugo, but he was too inconsistent. And if you're going to tell me that they're getting David Robertson and they trade for Brooks Raley, I really don't care about Seth Lugo then at that particular point. Okay, I hear you. Well, I'd settle for Ottavino. But here's the thing. Talking about this Senga, um, I don't know. You know, the caller uh, before says he pitched one week in Japan. Um, I, I don't know, and I hear he only pitched, uh, he only averages uh, 150 innings a year. Uh, why don't we just blow everybody out of the water and get Rondon? No, no, because you can't invest that much money. And thank you for the call, Bobby. Appreciate checking in. You can't invest that much money in the starting staff. They're talking about Rodon getting a contract for $200 million. There's, I'd rather take that money and use it elsewhere. I mean, you can't just keep going and getting all these top pitchers. It doesn't work like that. I'd rather have a balance. Rodon's going to get a long-term lucrative deal. That's not what the Mets are looking to do with pitching. And I think the Mets are playing it the right way. Yankees, I feel like a different story. Yankees should be able to go out there, win a World Series right now. Rodon could be a piece that could take them to another level. Offensively, the Yankees should be set. Now, that's assuming Benintendi comes back. There's not really a place where there's a clear upgrade. We talked about this earlier with Marco, and he was saying he'd rather upgrade the bats. But there's really not a place that's a clear spot in that lineup that you can upgrade right now. Almost everybody's in place except for left field, where we're assuming they're going to bring back Benintendi, and if not him, somebody else, who should be a contact hitter. Not a power strikeout hitter. Contact guy. So that's why, to me, the difference-making piece for the Yankees could be Rodon. Cole Rodon, one-two punch. Right now, Severino, Cortez, they're good, just not that firm number two punch. The Mets aren't going to get Rodon. The Mets need bats. So if anything, I would spend that money... On the lineup, Kodai Senga may cost half of what Carlos Rodon's going to cost. And I like him better for the value. Not saying he's going to be a better pitcher, although there have been injury questions with Rodon. Look, Rodon right now is the best arm available on the market, but he's not a fit for the Mets. And I don't think really ever was because they'd rather not pay long-term deals for Rodon. I'm not sure the Yankees are going to be willing to do that either. But if they don't, how are the Yankees getting better exactly? Where's the piece that's going to make the Yankees better if it's not Carlos Rodon? Who is it? They're going to go get Correa? 
move some things around in that infield? I mean, where's the big bat that the Yankees are going to get? Or where's the big acquisition the Yankees are going to make? Eh, look, maybe they make a trade. Cashman's usually good at that. Finding out who's available via trade that we don't hear about and moving the pieces around a little bit. Maybe they do that. Maybe they go that route. But if it's not Carlos Rodon, where's the big free agent that the Yankees are getting that's going to make them better? 877-337-6666. More of your calls on the other side. Sal Licata on the fan. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Salakata back on the fan on this Friday. The weekend is here. Who else will Steve Cohen buy? Ooh, baby, isn't it fun? This is exactly what the Mets fans deserved after just years, you know, the BC Mets, years of not doing anything, especially since 2010. The BC Mets were inactive in free agency. The AC Mets, after Cohen. They are reigning supreme and still going. Look at that payroll, up and up and up. The Cohen tax, I'll be damned. He blows right by it. The Mets continue to spend more than anybody else, and they're not done yet. It's great for New York baseball, and the Met fans deserved it. I mean, how many years? Think about it, where it was. They were embarrassing themselves. John Roush and Frank Francisco, even when they started to sign actual players, Granderson and, and Bartolo Colon, still weren't the guys. Jay Bruce, Todd Frazier. You have to watch Machado and Harper go off the board. Mookie Betts get traded. And on and on we go. Not anymore. Those were the BC Mets. Before Cohen. Eric is calling from Ron Conkham. What's up, Eric? Yeah, morning, Sal. Or should I say Sal Stradamus? Sal Stradamus. I mean, you, yeah, I like I, I it. Mean, you, it's catching on. Within $7 million you were. And you were short by $7 million. Right, would have figured. I didn't even go over. Yeah. Remember, they were saying, "Oh, if you go over, you're going to lose." It was yeah. just, it was just the closest to it. Uh, Eric, of course, referring to the money pit segment that we do on Baseball Night in New York, or that we did, which was the total value of Degrom, Judge, and Nimmo—a guess of what those three would sign for. I, I guess seven hundred million. Nobody else was even close. Omar Minaya was no. the next guest at six hundred and sixteen million. And I blew and they were all making fun of me like I was all oh, seven hundred million. You're way out I was short. I was seven million oh. short. By the way, I don't know if you heard it before, uh, Eric. I mentioned it. Immediately after the news of Nimmo came down, I'm getting a yeah. phone call. I look at my phone, Omar Manaya. Sally, did you win? <laughs> Sal, did you win the money bit? I was like, You better believe it, Omar. Oh, that's funny. He called to that's congratulate well, me. Isn't know, that great? But, well, you, you know what, though? I, I may have And to I was like, yeah, Omar, by the way, while I got you, what the hell were you doing giving Oliver Perez three years, $36 million? <laughs> uh, but I, I, I may have to tap into your resources now, though, because if I end up with a 25-leg parlay like I accidentally did last week, I might need your wisdom, you know. that 25-leg uh, you know, parlay? I mean, what the hell are you betting on? Well, <laughs> 
Well, you, you know, <clears throat> okay, I got to explain that real quick. I was going down the list. I'm just choosing. Because last week I figured there was a lot of great matchups. Turned out it didn't work out that way. <laughs> but yeah, I'm right. going down the list, and I'm, saying, I'm like, okay, we'll, we'll pick this guy, this guy, this guy. And before I know it, they cut me off. They said, you reach your limit. I'm like, limit? I'm like, well, I'm like, how many do I have here? It's just 25. I'm like, wow. So I, I threw $5 on there. <clears throat> I figured, what the heck? I mean, the total payout would have been like 89 grand. Wow. I mean, it, it was, it was, See, that's was, pretty cool. I love ridiculous. that. Yeah, I love that, though. That's, oh, that's it, fun, man. <laughs> I, actually, I actually got about 15 of them. So, Did you really? Uh, that's not bad. Yeah. Yeah, I, the, the best one I've had so far, I got 18 out of 21 mm. uh, that it did. But You know what uh, you yeah, need to I, do? I throw, you know what well, you need to do, Eric? You need to come up with the perfect parlay. That, well, I, well, you know what? You'll be the first one to hear it if I do. Yeah. I and mean, you'll probably hear it from your house. Well, Sal Stradamus uh, may have but, to nail the perfect parlay yet again. But anyway. <laughs> so, uh, look, you know, here's what I'm looking at as far as, I mean, I, I, I think that the Jets can win. I'm waiting to hear Omar. But, um you know, it's got to be a huge blow to them to to the Bills, obviously losing uh, Von Miller. Though, I mean that uh, uh, I'm, I'm not sure where that factors into the whole uh, uh, scheme of things as far as the well, it hurts them. What, what, I mean, it hurts them, no question yeah. about it. Von Miller is a force on defense. I mean, he's still uh, well, he's a force to be reckoned with. What's the weather supposed to be in Buffalo? I haven't checked. I do yeah, not do know. know. I don't. I mean, look, yeah. I don't even know what day it is. I, I don't know the weather here, <laughs> let alone Buffalo. I haven't gotten there yet. Yeah, two weeks till Christmas, so I'll get those decorations up. Oh, dude. I mean, you're, you're not kidding me, Eric. And thank you for the call. It's always good to hear from you. Uh, that's what I have on tap for today. I took off of Baseball Night in New York today, so I am done in a half hour. Get home, sleep, wake up, and basically be put to work from my other boss, my real boss. Get the tree, get the decorations. I got to get my tree. I got to get my mom's tree. Put those up over the weekend. Probably do some Christmas shopping. I'd like to get to the gym because I haven't been since Monday. I was trying, but there's breaking news all over the place. A lack of sleep this week. It's been hectic, but fun. Yeah, this weekend is going to be, uh, you know. It's shot. Christmas decorations. We're at a point now, and look, I love Christmas. I love the holiday season. It shouldn't feel like I have to do it. Anything that feels like work, I don't want to do. It should be like, hey, you know what I feel like doing today, honey? Yeah, what's that? I want to go in the attic and get the Christmas decorations down, and then we can put them up together. And listen to Christmas music. Maybe make some fun food. Instead, it's like, uh, I don't want to do anything today. I just want to like sit on the couch and watch White Lotus. What about you? Like, I don't want to do. I don't want to do the decorations. As a kid, I loved it. You know why I loved it? Because my dad did most of the work. He did the tree. He did the lights. I put on a couple ornaments. Danced around the house, listened to the music, ate the food. Put up some of the decorations with my mom on the wall, whatever. That was fun. It wasn't my responsibility. It came and went as I pleased. Now it's like, I got to do everything. Go pick out the tree. Get the tree on top of the car. 
bring the tree home, make sure it fits the stand, get my hands all dirty. I don't like getting my hands dirty. Bring the tree into the house. I got the dog. I got the baby there. I got the pine needles everywhere. I got to clean up. Cutting it down from the car, which is not easy. I don't want a pickup truck, but there are certain times when you need the pickup truck throughout the course of the year. This is one of them. Tie the thing to the top of the car. Got to cut it down. Roll it off. Hope it doesn't fall on me. Then I got to get on, of course, get on the ladder, trim the top of the tree, put the star on, hope I don't fall and break my rear end. Then, after all, then I get to put the lights on it. Lucky me. And then I have to go do the same thing for my mother. Get the tree, at least I got to put the tree up and the lights on. That's my job. After that, I'm done. I, and I don't care if my wife decorates the tree or not. I'll put up the tree, put the lights on, you put the arms on. I'm out of here. It just doesn't end. But it's the most wonderful time of the year. Greg is in Elizabeth, New Jersey. What's up, Greg? Sal, you're driving me nuts, man. What do we got today? Last year, Michael Conforto was the worst guy on the planet. And this year, it's Jacob DeGrom. I listened to your Odyssey thing. I went and listened to the thing with Evan. I still can't get past how is it going into free agency? It's like a good thing to have 11 starts when you could have 30 starts. Uh, you're losing me. It's not a good thing to have 11 starts. So, you, But you're saying he, he, he had fewer starts than he could have. That's why you're ripping him. No, I'm ripping him because he didn't want to pitch. Well, why, okay, he didn't want to pitch. He could have had more starts than he did. Right. It's the same thing. Okay, so again, what How is your point? How is that a smart thing to do going into free agency? Well, he wanted to keep himself healthy, show a little bit that he could be healthy, and then go get a free agent contract. Did you see? Would he have had a better free agent contract or more offers if he had 30 starts? Probably. If he were dominant in those 30 starts, sure. So, yeah, I don't understand how it was a smart thing to do. I'm still you're you're losing me here. I never said Degrom missed all uh, you know half the season on purpose. You're saying he didn't want to pitch. What does that mean? When he was healthy and ready to pitch physically, he didn't want to pitch. When he was in games pitching six innings, five innings, whatever it was, he took himself out. That's what I'm saying. He didn't want to pitch. So you're saying when he was healthy, he could have had more starts than he had. Correct. And that's oh, a way no, no, to drive is, up your what, free agents. What is? Uh, I'm not. Hey, look, I'm telling you stuff that I've heard. Uh, okay. you're, you're going based on your assumption or whatever it is you're dreaming. From what, from I talk to ev- people who know. Okay, I'm listen. I uh, went back to the Odyssey thing and listened to your call with Evan, mm-hmm. and Evan made that point. How is it a smart thing? You're to go into free agency and have and come off worse. Well, because could. people are going to pay him based off of what he did. He, look, he got five years, $185 million off of 11 games, off the start of 11 games. Texas is stupid. Well, of course they are. That's the but point. He, you don't think he could have got offers from other teams that were more desirable than Texas? He didn't, apparently. Not that lucrative. Who wanted him? But you're... I'm going, okay, we're going around in circles. Yeah, but, well, so what is your point, though? I'm, I'm trying to get to your point. My point is someone in the last year of his contract going into free agency, 
is not going to act like Gary Sheffield trying to renegotiate his contract in the middle of a contract. So are you saying that he, Jacob he's DeGrom... going to try to make it look as good as possible. Well, he didn't. So I don't believe this thing. Oh, he didn't want to pitch. He, he, know, he didn't. He, he could. Um, hey, I'm telling you, I don't care what you believe. I'm telling you, and thanks for the call. I don't care what you believe. You can believe what you want. It's, it's, you're entitled to your beliefs. <laughs> Doesn't matter to me. If you're listening to me and you're looking for information on it, I'm telling you, he didn't want to pitch. Now, that doesn't mean literally he didn't want to pitch every time. He didn't. He needed to be pushed. Remember, there was a start. Was it against? He was supposed to come back against the Yankees, maybe or against, I forget. Whenever it was that Degrom was supposed to come back initially. Remember, there was that delay. That was because he didn't want to pitch. The Mets were trying to get him. Hey, let's go. You're ready. You're healthy. Let's go. Pitch. We need you. Pitch. He didn't want to do it yet. Then, when he was actually in games and pitching, starting these games, he would ask out. I believe the number was he asked out of three games, but I'm not 100% certain on that. Anyway, these are things that I've heard from talking to people who know. You don't want to believe it. That's on you. I've heard that Max Scherzer had to push him, trying to get him to, come on, let's go. Get out there. We need you. You don't want to do it. Am I supposed to believe that DeGrom didn't want to go out there? And Yeah, I mean, I, I don't. you believe what you want. I'm just telling you. By the way, let the facts be what they are. How many games did he start? How many games did he start the year before? This would be a totally different story if it were 2019. I'm not sure why you guys don't get that. Mike is calling from Manhattan, New York. What's up, Mike? Sal, what's up, everybody? Good morning, Sal, Mike. I hear you're looking for a tree. Sal, wait to see the prices this year of trees. Yeah, you're I know. That's roof. another thing. You're going to hit the roof, buddy. Yeah, I know. i got to go take out a loan to get the Christmas tree this year. <laughs> Listen, before I get to the Giants... You've been talking about pizza this week. New Park Pizza, Crossway Boulevard, Howard Beach. Right off the Bell Parkway, Crossway Boulevard. One of the best slices you'll ever eat in your life. What's it called? New Park. New Park Pizza, New... Crossway Boulevard, Howard Beach. Yeah, I'm familiar, I'm familiar with that area because I know Stephen Howard Beach, he has his natural body shop on there. I used to actually work there a little oh, bit. Oh, I know, sure. But listen. New Park Pizza? Five minutes off the Bell Parkway. Yeah, I mean, I'm not going to drive out there, but maybe I'll have Steve oh, send me. You, but if you ever cross, cross, cross your path, New Park, Howard Beach. New Great. Park Pizza, Cross Bay, or Howard Park. Bay. Okay, I got you. All Howard right. Beach. All right, I got you. Yeah, thank you. Is that Listen, it? Oh, okay. No, to oh, the Giants. Yeah. I, I, I can see them beating the Eagles. Look at the Redskins. Went in there two weeks ago into Philadelphia and hammered them. Right. So anything could happen. You know that week to week in the NFL. And the Giants are a well-coached team. They're going to play the game close to the best you would expect. Look, the Giants, now here's the thing. To be able to beat a team like the Eagles, the Giants right. have to play a near-perfect game and hope right. that the Eagles are off their game. Without that combination, they can't beat them. If the Eagles play their best. If they want to make postseason, they better win Sunday. Well, I mean, they're going to have a, tr they're going to have a tough time making the postseason. you got to face the Commanders the, next, the week after. Yeah, in Washington after they in just tie oh them at home. God, in Washington, oh, my God. Look, I know nobody wants to hear this, and thanks for the call, Mike. Well, I shouldn't say nobody wants to hear this. I know Jets and Giants fans don't want to hear this. Unfortunately, I do not think either team is making the postseason. And I know there's some of you out there that are going, oh, thank God, Sal Stradamus, my ass. He's the kiss of death. I just don't believe they're going to get it done. I think the Giants, unfortunately, hit a wall. 
even if they win this week, I still think the Giants are going to have trouble closing their season out. And obviously, it's not likely they win this week. Now, if they do, step in the right direction. I also don't, I think the Jets are going to fall short because of the landscape of the AFC. AFC's tough. Jets are the better team, you know, in comparison to the Giants, but they're in the tougher league. Brett is calling from Long Island. Good morning, Brett. Sal, I was listening to you talk about the holidays. You sound like the Grinch. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> that is true. And I do wow. love Christmas Sal. time, but my God. I mean, come on. I, I got some advice. Come on. Stop with going to get the tree. That's over with. You, you got to get the artificial. Get the artificial no tree. No way. It's got the lights on. I always got a real tree. Get the artificial one. Forget the pine needles. Forget the sap all over the place. Unlike, you know, the heat in unlike, your house is going to kill the oh. tree. Just get an artificial. Oh, no way. No way. Get that way. laser strobe light thing that you reflect off your house. Yeah, I know. Well, I don't even want to do that anymore. We've had that the last couple of years. I told my wife, I'm done with that. She's like, what are you talking about? All you can do is stick the thing in the ground and hang, put one wire, and I don't want to do it. But here's the thing. I will never get a fake tree because unlike Hal Steinbrenner, I respect my father's wishes, and I would never get an artificial tree because my father would kill me. Sal, you just made a statement that's insane. You're saying that neither one of the New York teams are going to make the playoffs. Like, you understand what the Giants need to make, to get the wild card spot, right? The three wild card spots. You know what they need? What? They got five games left. They need two wins. Mm. I can get you two wins. You act like that's crazy. It is crazy. How they, they do? La- how they do Eagles. last the, week? The 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 culture are going to be a win. The culture are terrible. That's the first one. Second thing, if they played the Eagles the last week, Eagles might have that division locked up. Yeah, they so they, they're going to give the Giants did, uh, a win? They, no, I'm just saying what they did. Remember when they played Washington mm-hmm. and that knocked the Giants out of the playoffs? So I, I don't understand your logic that you don't think they're going to make the playoffs. The Jets have to win three of five. That's a little trickier. But the Giants, they got, they're going to make it. Well, I mean, you are a Jeff, uh, Giant fan, so you're being a little homerish here. How the Gi- I'm not being well, how, 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 the, how the Giants do against Washington at home last week? They should have beat them. South, and, but they South. didn't. Should have doesn't count those in the standings. Where's the should have bracket? The, the, the tie is like a win, Sal. It no, it's not. Because that tie, yes, it is. Because that tie now, they only need the two wins now. That's it. It didn't matter. If, it doesn't matter. They could get to nine. You know they get to nine. It's the magic number. Well, how? What if, Seattle, what if Seattle gets to nine? Well, what do you mean? What is Seattle? Seattle yeah. seven. What is Seattle, Seattle seven, seven and now? five? Yeah, seven and five. Who has the tiebreaker? All right, well, all right. Well, that's all right. But there's three spots, correct? So there you go. Even if Seattle gets in, right? Then you got to then you got to bump out Washington. We're playing well, Seattle. Washington if next, the Giants get week. to nine, Seattle's got to get to ten, obviously, because like you said, because of that tie that does help them there, where they don't have that extra loss. But, right, and they're going against Washington again. You're so lowering. Like, you're I, lowering the number. I thought the number would be ten myself. If it's nine. Then yeah, maybe the Giants have a better shot. But I mean, look, it could be ten. If Seattle gets a ten, the Giants are done. Oh, and my money line pick this week—if you just want to remember—I re- and I believe this. You're, you're going to always say that because I'm a fan, but I really believe this. I believe the Jets with the ten, they'll keep it close. And I think the Giants—I'm going money line. I think they're going to win that game. They match up with the Eagles because as long as they contain Jalen Hurts, which I think Thibodeau's starting to come out now, and Ojulari. Just contain him. I think I think it's going to be a good game. I think the Giants are going to win that one. Yeah, I mean, I look, truly believe that. I wouldn't be stunned because of the coaching. And if they get if they win this one, and thanks for the call, Brett. I wouldn't be stunned because of the coaching. If they win this one, they're going to be in the postseason. 
Right now, you have Washington and Seattle, the two threats. It's basically Giants, Seattle, Washington. Two of those teams will make it. Assuming the Giants lose this week, that's where you start to look at them being up against it. Because now, they'd be tied with Washington with a an essential playoff game in Washington the following week. Lose that, and they're toast. Now, if the Giants win one of the next two, they should be able to get in. Because you figure they upset the Eagles, that's a steal, you know, they're stealing a win right there. Even if they lost to Washington the following week. Although then, although then they wouldn't have the tiebreaker there. See, that's the problem. Really, the Giants have to beat Washington. They don't have the tiebreaker over Seattle, and if they lost that game to Washington, they wouldn't have it over them either. Do I need another break here, Emmanuel? I forgot if I took one. Oh, I do need one. All right, we'll take a quick break and then come back and finish up with your calls. 877-337-6666. Salicata on the fan. All right, let's try to buzz through here and get as many as we can before the warm-up show with Alan Jerry coming up in just a few minutes. Eddie is in Sheep's Head Bay. What's up, Eddie? Hey, how are you, Sal? Good, Eddie. What's hey, on your mind? I'm trying to touch on a point. I mean, I remember we had that argument a couple of days ago about the ground wanting to stay and wanting to leave. Uh, first of all, I'm very happy with Nemo. I'm, I'm, I'm ecstatic. I think he's going to have a great year because, you know, the shift is over. And, you know, he's that type of hitter. He's a pull hitter. He's mostly a pull hitter. I think he's going to have a great year if he's healthy. But touching with DeGrom again, I, I think that, you know, according to his press conference yesterday, I feel like he felt that the Mets didn't, you know, give him the right offer. He felt that Texas wanted them more. And right. What do you think about that? No, I think DeGrom didn't want to be here. And I think if you don't realize that by now, there's no hope for you. <laughs> okay, that, that's all I want to say. All right. Yeah, no, I, and I, I, appreciate, I, I appreciate checking in. Eddie, I'm telling you, you just, I mean, believe what you want. I don't know how you could see the facts that took place, everything that happened, and still believe that DeGrom wanted to be back. I just don't It just doesn't make any sense to me. You're entitled to your opinion. I mean, it happens to be wrong in this case, but he did not want to be here. It's not my opinion. It is a fact. He didn't want to be here. Dave is calling from Port Jeff. What's up, Dave? Hey, good morning, Sal. How are you, Dave? All right, man. Listen, I'm kind of torn about this whole Nimmo signing. I get it. He's a homegrown Matt, and he's going to be here for the rest of his career. But I'm like you, man. I'm done with this whole pitching first. This is the exact same team that lost to San Diego. I think we dropped the ball, not getting, not even making, uh, uh, trying to even talk to Trey Turner. He was the perfect fit. And uh, like I said, this is just the exact same. Well, how was he? How was Turner the perfect fit when the Mets already have a shortstop? Because you could, because McNeil gives you the versatility to put him anywhere. You could have slid Marte over to center. You could have stuck McNeil over in right or left. And have Trey Turner play second Yeah, base. but Turner wanted to play shortstop. All right, true, but... Well, that's and that's that's one issue. And the other thing is, Dave, would you rather have Trey Turner or Shohei Otani? Uh, so so you, you're forgive, you're, you're, you're going to go with the same team for this whole season and just just and, and look for, towards next year already? No, no, you could get Otani at the trade deadline. And, and thank you for the call, Dave. And I understand the frustration to a certain extent. You have to trust Steve Cohen. I mean, if you don't trust Steve Cohen by now, what are we doing here? Alvarez, Beatty, those are the guys that you got to look for right now to potentially provide an upgrade in that lineup in the short term. Maybe the Mets bring in Trey Mancini. Maybe they bring in another bat, whatever it may be. It's not going to be a big-time bat, not yet. The big-time bat will be with the eye on Shohei. And it's not just at the end of the year for next year. He's going to be available in all likelihood 
At the trade deadline, Sal is calling from Matawan, New Jersey. What's up, Sal? Hey, Sal. Long time no speak. How you been? Good, Sal. How are you doing? Good, good. Hanging in there. Um, I, I don't know if this guy Eddie is related to the Grom and what, but I, I can't see how he can't see the picture of he didn't want to be here. I mean, the Mets gave him a fair a fair offer, more money, and I guess you know his wife was in his ear or whatever. He, he felt slighted. Making that kind of money and, and pitching only 26 games in two years, there's no way the Mets, uh, he was slighted. He just didn't want to be here, and I hope he enjoys a 68-win team instead of a team that's ready to win now, you know, and has a, the richest owner in baseball. Then good, good for him. Let him, let him go. I'm, I'm not, I'm sad about it. I'm not sad about it at all. Think, no. think about it this way, and thank you for the call, Sal. As always, good to hear from you. Glad you're doing well. Appreciate you checking in. Think about it this way. Why didn't DeGrom go back to the Mets? Why? Why didn't he go back to them with an offer? That's number one. Number two, if you thought he cared about being here, why wouldn't he go meet with Steve Cohen before hitting free agency? Why not during the season go have dinner at Steve Cohen's house like everybody else seems to do? He didn't want to be here. You guys don't get it. He did not want to be here. Not only that, which team do you think is set up better for winning? DeGrom just lied to your face again. I like what they're building here. Bull crap, you liar. Which team's more equipped to win right now, the Mets or the Rangers? Come on, it's comical. Patrick is calling from Rockland County. What's up, Patrick? Hey, Sal. Hey. Up. What's up, Patrick? You know, the Yankees are set for winning. That's what? It. The Yankees are set for winning. Set for winning what? Everything. We're going to take the chip this year, and Daniel Jones with the New York Giants is going to win it all for us. Yeah, so the and, so you're predicting the Yankees and Giants win it all? Yes. That's the imperfect parlay. Kevin is calling from Queens. What's up, Kevin? Hey, what's so sad? Thank you for taking my calls. You good know, good to hear from you. You find a parking space no. or what? What do we got? Um, so, um, yeah. Adamus, which jersey should I buy from the Mex next? Because I'm, I'm feeling like heartbroken and, and, and lost, man. Like, I just bought the grown jersey like a couple months ago. And look what happened. So you oh, yeah. Hey, Kevin, come on. How can you not listen to me about DeGrom a couple of months ago you made that purchase? Come on, Kev. I'm, I'm sorry, man. I'm sorry. But... It, depends what, <laughs> it depends what you want. The safe jerseys right now. And thanks for the call, Kev. I appreciate you checking in. Come on. You know better. You call me Sal Stradamus. You address me properly, and I appreciate that. But how can you listen to me as much as you do, and I know you're a loyal listener, and then go out and buy a DeGrom jersey just a few months ago? You knew he was leaving. Or you should have known he was leaving. Alonzo would be the guy. <clears throat> I guess you could get into Lindor as well. But I always like the, the, I don't know, the lesser players, the hustle players. The non-popular players, for me, if I were buying a jersey. But you want to be safe and make sure that you have a jersey that's going to last you the next 10, 15 years? Alonzo's the guy. And obviously, Lindor is going to be here for a while. And you could always go out there and maybe get a head start on things and buy a Shohei Otani Mets jersey. All right, that does it for us. Thanks to Emmanuel Barbari filling in for Fleegs. We appreciate his help. Thanks to everybody who called and listened. Appreciate each and every one of you. 
Enjoy your weekend. We'll be back next week with you. The warm-up show with Alan Jerry. That's coming up next. Sports Radio 101.9 FM. WFM.